The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the Star in Frisco as we continue to break down Cowboys camp as it makes the transition here to the Star. Glad you're with us alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. It is a beautiful day outside after the rain has now subsided seemingly for a little you bit. You guys of- brought the cool temperatures with you Thank as well. You. Thank you. I don't know how we could have brought the rain. Def- definitely didn't rain in 27 days. Did not. But, but hey, I'll take credit for the cooler temps. Honestly, I'm so thankful for that just based off of the fact that, I mean, you go from 75 and then we went to Denver and we were outside in 95 and that was a mm. transition. And then going back to the 75, and then now you're coming back here. I, I was ready for 100 degree heat. I was drinking. No. I, I was doing the liquid IVs. I had the like oh. the electrolytes. He I was. Wow. He offered me some. I was trying to. Pretty I was sure. trying to really get ready for it because I thought I was. I was gonna. Pretty sure we got drug tested. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of the rain because my plants are loving it right now. My plants got their butts kicked this. I can this tell. Year. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. You got your uh, banana got tree. Got my banana in the tree back. in the back. It's loving it. it. Drinks a lot of water. There's a joke there, and I'm not going for it. I just, <laughs> I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. And that's hard for me. That's hard for me. It's hard for me, and I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch it. The joke is the fact I'm not that the only one that has a, I'm not the only one around here who has a banana tree. I know somebody out there listening that has a banana tree sure. in their backyard. Over, drawing like crazy right over now under water. three people reply to this show or comment to you that they have a banana tree. Over, under. Over. Under for sure. Over, no I'll, doubt. I'll under. put it out there. Oh, three, three. I'll, a lot of people listen to this show. I'll go over. Ooh, wow, yeah. what am yeah. I talking about? Over, I, under, banana tree. I mean, he do over, it. He, he oh. just jumped out with that much confidence. I'm, yeah, yeah. I was out of the cake. Right so, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's ready oh, to takes, jump out of the cake. Today. Takes four people. Yeah, we, yeah, we can do that. We mm. can do that. Find four talking cowboys listeners that have a banana tree. You have a <clears> banana <throat> tree or have had a banana tree. Take I'll a picture you. of it though. Don't yeah, just say. Yeah, you take can. a picture yeah, of it. Send it in. Tag myself. Tag the rest of the fellas in here. We need to know that you have a banana tree. I don't have a lot of patience, Hegma. So banana tree is a perfect plant for me because it grows rapidly and you can see it develop every single week. Can you show the listeners on your camera what a banana tree looks like? Because some may have one and not actually know. They they know. know. The size of that thing. Turn your camera to me, please. (laughs) Here we go. Sorry, somebody was sitting. That's my studio right there. That's my banana tree right there. Yeah, it's going crazy. It started off with one and now it's about seven of them. So I have to to cut it and and plant it and and pot it. So how fast did it grow to that? I've had so I started off with, let me put the picture back up here. Yeah. I started off with one. It's a little bird. There you go. I started off with one. It had about three leaves on it. And it now, that was about four months ago. 
So now it has about seven pups, right? So there's about six others around it. Um, so seven total trees, and I have to go cut it and plant them and, and, and share the wealth. So I'm asking all my, all my boys if they have room. Luckily, you don't have any neighbors because they would be calling. Why? Mm. To say, what kind of tree is that? association. Oh, no, no. I like privacy, heck. <laughs> what kind of tree Who's is that, that peeking in my window? <laughs> for, I'm sure for, my Rottweilers would keep them away. For all say, of the listeners yeah, out there, problem. all of the listeners that don't get to watch this show or don't oh, watch yeah, this show, yeah. I just want to give you a, a quick rundown of what this tree looks like. You, you ever watch the old Power Ranger movies where there's like multiple Power Rangers and then they all combine Come together? one? Yes. It looks like the combined Power yes, Ranger. It's absolutely. just massive and it's wide and it's got all these different branches and awesome. arms and there's so much going on what is and the then there's this one thing? big thing it's, in it's the actually called an ice cream banana tree oh ice cream I banana am, tree i, I bought am. it off a website they dropped it off of my front door i installed it all in the back this summer i was excited you amazon a tree no it didn't amazon it i don't know i don't i don't want to say it because they're not a sponsor but i i ordered it online and they dropped it off and it was awesome and i installed all He's my so landscaping fancy. He, fancy he just primed that. a tree <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you install no 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 you drop it in exactly download it well they sent it to your house you didn't have to go to a nursery beamer i didn't have to go to a nursery. I looked online. You can shop plants online now, and they literally <laughs> drop them off at your at your front door. You can buy one in full bloom on Amazon for one thirty nine ninety nine. Mm. You what? can you can buy the seeds for hey. eleven ninety nine and just and do hey, it. I'll sell it to y'all right now for one nineteen. Seeds. <laughs> no 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 seeds no seeds. I didn't have to fermentate nothing. Nope. I, <laughs> nope. I'm going straight. I went straight to the suit to the source. They gave me one little stem. I put it in the ground. Voila, magic. How did we get to this? But I'm so intrigued. I am intrigued, too. I'm excited. Amazon, I mean, Rob's going to end up with a banana tree. No, I'll, I'll give you the website. I'll give you the website. Don't, okay. don't, don't use that one. Okay. He has bananas. I don't have room anyway. Unless Amazon night. wants to start paying me. Ice something. cream, banana tree. That might be, so, yeah. <laughs> banana shade. Oh, my God. I got you, heck. Don't no, worry. no, don't have I've, I've already given you a tree. I've given you one tree. <laughs> no, it just wasn't a banana tree. We are good with the tree we have. <laughs> That's so true. We're good. I, first year, I gave you a tree. Hey? No, no, you didn't give me. You lost the bed. You earned it. You earned it. You won the tree. But I I will gift you this one. No, no, this is it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm I right. forgot about the Don't leave me hanging, tree, Twitter. Man. <laughs> was that a real tree or a fake tree? It was, oh, it was a real tree. It was a real Christmas tree. Yeah, I sent you a real tree. Oh, boy. It was massive. It was, yeah. No, that's what he did. Hey, just to be, yeah, he sent me the biggest tree he could find. And I'm like, come on, dog. I mean, Y'all had known each other for like three months. I don't have cheek anything, okay? I, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going well. Hey, one tree time was, in person. It <laughs> been at the top of the <laughs> The ceiling was bad. <laughs> Could he put a star? He had to put a hanger on it. He it could was, put a star. It was the it was the damn Griswold tree. Yeah, it was, uh, and yeah. the Amazon driver just kept going back to the truck. Yeah. Like, oh, I got another piece. Oh anyway, I'm I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna split this conversation right, in half. Sorry, chopping bro. it down. <laughs> Rob, let's do some news and notes for the Cowboys. <laughs> no smooth transition. Let's no, go. Yeah, football. No banana trees in practice yesterday. Thank goodness. Uh, maybe tonight, whenever they're back on the field. But what did you see from last night's practice and any developments? Well, first of all. I, I just want to say the torpedo nickname mm. is the fans approve. Wow. The, the comments we've gotten have been like, that is fire. Is it yeah. it's, it's already on a t-shirt. Let's get the patent ready. Wow. Yes. The torpedo. Torpedo was out there last night. Cowboys practice in pads. They're going to practice in pads again tonight. Another night practice. And Mike McCarthy kind of reiterated the plan. If, if, if the starters get the quality work that they want, they get enough snaps in there. 
Don't expect the starters again on Friday night. It's going to be more young guys, guys competing for roster spots. But in the meantime, a bunch of guys are coming back into practice, getting healthy. Uh, Will Greer, we, if he can manage this growing injury, we're probably going to see a lot of him on Friday night. Um, CeeDee Lamb was back into practice. Noah Brown was back into practice. J. Ron Curse was back. Uh, Tyler Smith did not practice with what sounds like a minor ankle injury, so don't nothing to worry about, but they're going to obviously be smart with him. We'll see what happens the rest of the week with his status. Well, let's go. Well, let's go was back. Another good one. That That's... That was a little surprising, actually. Because yeah, I mean, you you basically made it seem like Walesco was a no-go for the rest of the season. I mean, you're showing scar tissue what? and all kind of stuff here, and then all of a sudden... Let me show the people. And, and he people muscled right back. Any opportunity to... Sh- sh- come on, go ahead. Me, sir, show the people, people that are watching. You got me, Beamer? Look, look at this. I'm going to show you Show the people. Okay. Oh, wow. Look at okay. this. Y'all Let's see the scar off. right here? Can y'all see it? There it is. I got one. I got one big <laughs> scar right here, and I had two holes right here, another one in the back. I have I've had what he's had three times, so I'm very familiar with it. And Bill Jones did a great job bringing it up on a, on the broadcast last night, a live practice. Why are you seeing him at practice right now? Well, they kind of have to make a decision by Tuesday, in terms of whether or not they're going to put him on pup IR yeah. or whether he's going to be you know, accessible. So they need to know he's been sitting out for a while. Like, can he just strap it up can, and do can it? Can you strap it up? Can you yeah. handle this this level of, of, of physicality with your shoulder? They need to find out. So that's why they had him in practice yesterday and today. And we'll find out what the result of that is by Tuesday. So I'm thinking swing tackle, uh, shoulder injury. I think that's a, a vital joint that you're going to need. Especially on the uh, side. Especially and tackle. Off, Huh? Especially at offensive yes. tackle. Yeah, I, I, and I and I think based off of what you've told me about the pos- your injury, injury yeah. that it pops out whenever it wants to. It's it's pretty um, fragile, and okay. it gets more fragile the more frequent it pops out. the the less The less stable it is. So. It's 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 a sucky injury for him at his position, especially with it being his left shoulder and he punch him playing on the left side. Right. It's it's rough. So. He looked like he got through mostly most of practice yesterday, but he played well actually yeah. through it. I thought getting some left tackle backup reps mm-hmm. out there, mostly left tackle. It's tough, dude. He's, a, he's, a, he's. I can tell you what. I know it didn't feel good. So kudos to him fighting through it because I, I know the feeling all too well. When you had the subluxation, did yes. they tell you you will have to get surgery eventually oh, yes. on it? Okay. Absolutely, because that's the that was the word out. Knoxnard was it's a matter of when for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, they so, so I when I first sustained mine was in like when the first preseason game or first two something like something like that, and they pretty much told me, hey, listen, if can you play with this? If you could play with this, you could play with it, but it's gonna hurt. Right, it's gonna suck all year long. It's gonna get weaker. It's gonna it's gonna be something that you're gonna have to deal with, or we can put you on IR and you can have surgery and knock it out right now. But you're going to have surgery. Yeah. Uh, so like to your point, you know, it's not a matter of of, of if he's going to have it. It's just when. If he can get so, through this season, maybe. So if part he, of it. And if he can get through these first two padded practices, which that was a real practice. That was by far the toughest practice they've had all year long. I think from what we've seen. Yeah. For sure. Now, something you said there kind of threw up a, a red flag okay. for me, and that was the fact you said it's going to get weaker. Mm-hmm. Whenever they were talking to you about the same injury and the way that it kind of deteriorates as the season goes along. Yeah. When you're at offensive tackle, sure, he came out here yesterday. It was his first padded practice. He was back after a little bit of time off, and he was able to practice well. Grit it out. Yep. And grit it out. But if it gets weaker, yep. are we talking about if he has to come in for Tyron Smith in week five and, and has to go from week five to week nine as your left tackle or right tackle, depending on which one he ends up filling in at? 
is he going to be worse in week nine than he is in week five? Are we going to see him deteriorate as the season goes along? It sucks. I don't want to speak for him. I can only speak for my own example, right? So I don't want to put sure. anything on, well, let's go. He's, he's kudos to him gritting it out and trying to get through practice and show that he's capable and willing to go out there and give it his all. But just knowing at least what I dealt with, whether his is to the severity of that I had, I'm not sure, right? That's Britt Brown and those guys' job. But in terms of what I sustained, every time it – I, it came out every time I was in a compromising position. If I <clears throat> went to go close my door, you know, to get in my car and close my door, sometimes it would slip out. It would slip out in my sleep. It would slip out if I threw my hands up to go grab a, you know, go receive a ball and it would pop out and I would, it would hurt like all oh, get out and then it just feels weak, you know, and it's just like there's nothing there. You've, you've compromised the nerves. You, you, so you're getting these shooting pains now. You don't have the strength and it takes a couple of days to kind of, let that come back in. You're doing all the stability work that you possibly can, and then you're showing up to the game, and you're like, strap this thing down, let's go. I, I remember <laughs> in the locker room you had the, this huge harness that you would strap in. Probably, I think, maybe duct tape, too. You had, you had just everything to try to hold that thing in place. Hold it in place, man. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. He's got the duct tape, and it's just hey. it's got like like little prints on it. And it hurts. <laughs> it freaking hurts. And I, I'm, I consider myself to be a tough you know, SOB, but that two years in a row with that, not only does it physically hurt, but mentally it kills your confidence. Mm. And I'll be honest, like I coming from North Dakota, I didn't expect him to necessarily be the swing tackle this year anyway, but he gives them options at least if he can get out there. And you know, right now it's Josh Ball getting a million reps in practice in the games. And I've I've got a battlegrounds coming out on this yeah. today uh, specifically, but it does either way it, it puts clarity on what the the swing tackle position is. <laughs> How secure it, they it gives feel. you it gives you two two things here. One, they think so highly of, of Matt Willetsko that uh, and what he had done prior to the injury that hey maybe we try and get you back and if you're ready to go you're the swing tackle. That's that's option one. The most likely is probably option two, where they wanted to see if he's good to go and if he's not good to go. Josh Ball hasn't been cutting it. Is there an outside option here? Is that something that you're reading into this as well? I mean, it's between the lines a little bit, but ultimately it says we're not totally comfortable with what's at the swing tackle spot. Because if Josh Ball would have come out here and yep. won this job, Heckma, it wouldn't have been, Matt, well, let's go, let's get you back in here, put on a brace and let's go. It would have been like, let's get some surgery, let's get you right, and then we'll bring you back later on. I mean, the, the thing that gives me the mystery meat uh, situation is, you know, we came into the season knowing that we had a swing tackle problem. Right. After we let go of Leo Collins, obviously we we kind of put ourselves in the in the mindset that look, we're we're good over here on the right side, but we have to draft someone. And with Lesko coming in, kind of gave everyone a sense of okay, if, if Tyron goes down. Maybe we can develop this guy. Ball goes through his, we're going to call it a red shirt, and that's never good in the NFL. But what doesn't make me feel good is knowing that William Golston is coming. Um, Akeem Hicks is coming. First week. And if you can't reach and close your door with that situation, I dare say, you know, you may not want to be out there with Akeem Hicks uh, in a situation like that. Um, at some point, we all know – Tyron is going to miss some games, yeah. and we are going to have to have a swing tackle that we can depend on. Right now, I don't think we have that confidence at a few positions right now. Maybe we're solid at others, but swing tackle, kicker, 
um, there can't be any confidence uh, right now in those in those positions. So, look, whether it's Ball, and, and I want to allow some grace for Ball as well because he didn't play all of last year. Mm -hmm. And these reps that he's getting, these are his first reps yep. in like two it. years yep. uh, that he's getting. So, you know, the development part for, for Phil, Coach Philbin has to be, like, at DIFCON highest level because you're going into a season where you don't have a proven swing tackle. And you can't feel good about either of those guys if you can't close this Correct. I, I don't think that they. I don't <laughs> think that they came into this year unprepared or even uh, a false sense of confidence. I think that they understood that Ball was unavailable last year and that that was his red shirt year, and that was who they were banking on to be that guy. And then just for an insurance policy, they were like, "Let's make sure we get a guy, anyways." And that's when they got, "Well, let's go." Well, they well, felt really good about where he was and the value that he presented yeah, in yeah. the draft. But that gave them two deep, you know, three deep, right in their eyes, right. But now all of a sudden. Josh Ball is not having the camp that you would like for him to have. He's not having the preseason you'd like for him to have. And your option C, well, let's go. Well, he's, well, let's know right now, yeah. as of right now, you know, in terms of what he's been able to do. So now your option two and three are not viable, even though you had planned to have three deep at that position. Now, all of a sudden, you're really still relying on your number one. I, I like what Heck said, though. But, like, like, yes, Josh Ball, week one, if he had to play, I, he's he hasn't played enough football. No. But – they do. I, I do think they are giving him grace, and 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 that's what I don't think he's like a bubble guy. I think he's going to make this team yeah. because I think they're going to continue to try to develop him. I think I heard um, the week of Denver, they had three practice, three practice, two practices in the game. He got like 160 reps in in those three situations combined because Tyron got banged up in the Denver practice, and then he didn't play in the game. That's the kind of stuff. I mean, they just want to see growth. Yeah. But I if. If you're asking me the best backup tackle that they have right now, it's Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith is their best backup tackle. The problem is they want him to focus on guard, which I totally think they should. Mm -hmm. He needs to work at that position. He didn't play that position in college. He needs to work there to win that job. But if something happened, that would make me feel the best. I mean, he's a guy that if he had transferred out of Tulsa this year, he's probably playing at a power five top program in the country potentially if he wanted to. That might be their best option in a pinch. So, so Isaiah, did you at Washington? Did you redshirt? Your, yes, you did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like when I look at college and, and pros, I think you know when you go to college, you get the redshirt year mm -hmm. to develop. Yep. Right. Guys coming to the pros, the expectation is to be ready when your feet touch the ground. Yeah. If you're in a situation where you're being redshirted, that's not good. Well, he was, in, he was injuries. Were your injuries right? Ball. Yes, uh, last year. Yeah. But he yeah, injured his ankle in in practice here it was you know he didn't come in injured he, it wasn't a situation like you he we got, know he got you hurt right yeah. off the bat in camp in Oxnard right. he didn't even play a preseason game so what I'm saying is that's not to me that's not a good situation no. because when you go into college you red shirt you have an opportunity in the spring to play yeah. yourself into condition and shape Correct. to be ready to be a part of the program in the pros you don't have that so all of this talk about let's allow some grace for a guy that was drafted and he's not ready that to me you know that you got to do something. Long story short, you got to do something at that position right I, now. I, I, I think don't you're know. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying at that position, it's so hard to find guys. Nobody's yeah. out there. And what they're trying to do, I think they're trying to develop. They're trying to develop that position. They draft a guy two years in a row in the fourth round instead of spending, I don't know, paying a guy three million to be your backup tackle. I, but they may have to do that at some point. I think we're talking about the same thing okay. to yeah. a certain extent. I think we're on the same page because I, I'm with Heckma on the fact that. 
Josh Ball has not been ready. He's not ready. We can all see that. He's not ready to be your swing tackle against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if some, for some reason Tyron Smith's not available or he's out in the middle of the game. You put 75 out there, you do not feel good. Mm-mm. But moving forward, he's a second-year player in the NFL. I mean, there's still an opportunity for him to grow and to be able to fit into that role at some point. It's just not there yet. It's not there. And I agree with Rob. They're going to push him along. They're going to continue to develop him and give him reps and let him be who he is growing-wise. So that way, maybe week 13, 14, 15, if something comes around, maybe he is ready by that point. But right now, we're not seeing that. And that's where you have to go look and say, what's out there? Where can we go get it? You've got a, a, an abundance of defensive linemen that you feel mm, really good about. Assets. You've got assets. You've got draft capital. There's multiple ways you could go and look at it. It's not just the open market. You can go have conversations and pick up the phone and at least look through what you could do prior to that Tuesday deadline on whether or not you want to put, well, let's go on the pup and the IR list and moving forward How with often that. do you see people trading for backups? Mm, not often. See, but this isn't a normal backup, though. Understood. This is a swing tackle spot that has been used 20 times over the last two seasons. Facts. 20 games over the last two years. You've had a swing tackle start a game. Started, yeah. So it's not your normal. This isn't your normal backup position. I'll just put Zach out there if you had to. Just oh, play no. him. No, no, no. He got hurt last time he did that. Let's keep him. I'm more on the Tyler Smith bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, I think. No, that's that's a big change. Let's let that one. Let's let Connor McGovern go to left guard, and let's let Tyler Smith work at left tackle. All right. When we come back, the kicking situation has some new developments. There's only one here. We'll talk about why that decision came down when it did and what could be the future of the kicking spot when we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Come watch the Cowboys practice during training camp at the Star, presented by American Airlines Open Practices, back-to-back nights at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Of course, last night was the first night, and then tomorrow, or actually, excuse me, tonight, Wednesday, August 24th, 6 p.m., you can come here for for more info, visit thestarinfrisco.com. It is a busy week at the Star, and tomorrow, Thursday morning, it all goes down in the Tostitos Championship Plaza. Look at that. There's a view of first take rolling in. Mm. That's a live look right now for those of you watching this podcast. If you're not, it's a big stage. It's got a big old, uh, big old shade over the top. There's a big FT flag. And, and basically, you can already hear Stephen A's little <laughs> chuckle. Beamer, is that LED chuckle. screen waterproof? Um, Beamer? I'm sure it is. Yeah, it probably is. College Game Day does that a lot, where they'll That's they'll yeah. put it out there and they'll uh, have it yeah. still, and That's it's true, in yeah. the rain and in the yeah, elements. The so. mobile ones are very waterproof, and very nicely. I would done. like to see Heckma versus Stephen A. Smith. Oh, oh, that would be nuts. You know what? I would love. That I too. would. You know, I would love that. Oh God. Oh, let me. Whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> no, whoa. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was about. <laughs> That would be awesome. What do we have here? <laughs> you started with the, the banana tree. I get the leak in my knees. I can hardly speak. Hallelujah. What is going on? I don't know what's going on. Isaiah's ready to leave. What's wrong with y'all, man? That would be awesome. Hey, for those that are watching, that was Heckle's knees giving out. I don't know what happened that caused that, but... The, you, you don't even understand my, Let's take a my, my thing for uh, Mr. Smith. So, yep, yep, yeah. Stephen A. will that, be here. That would be must see because I because not you know Max doesn't like fight him on the Cowboys. You no. know, well Michael kinda, does. I think Heckman will win. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Heckman. I know oh, Heckman will well, win. Well, Heckman's got concrete points Absolutely. that actually make sense. But for it's, the, it's the fact that he is going to be here in our house tomorrow. Are you going to be out there? No. Oh, oh. heck, but please. Okay. Come okay. on, heck. Man, I got, I got, you know, no. I, got, I got children. I got stuff. I got, I know, I got man, stuff. Man, come on, man. They understand. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, you know, I think it's going to be fun for all the Cowboy fans. Please show up. Please be loud. I mean, boo him. Uh, I'm sure he's going to make a grand entrance. Uh, it's oh, going to yeah. be awesome. He'll have a hat Do, do you on. think he ri- arrives on, a, like, a horse? Yeah. He, he, he arrives on a horse. Oh my God! <laughs> now, now, he's, now they're going to make oh, that happen. <laughs> Their producers are listening right now. Get a horse. Get, get on a horn, horn right now. Get I mean, a horse. Hey, <laughs> hey, Chuck did it. Chuck did it at the Western Conference Finals. He sure so, did. Yeah. But yeah, show up. Come watch first take. Come great. argue with Stephen A. Smith. Don't wear Seattle's colors on Seattle Week like Isaiah's doing in studio at the moment because that's not. Hey, great. He's a proud representative. Y'all you should. You doing? shouldn't expect anything what less from this guy. You got the neon hat on, bro. You're oh playing God. Seattle Space this week. Come on, wow. God, it's preseason. 
he's, 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 he's speaking facts. He's from the land. He's what he I gonna definitely do. didn't think about that, but mm. I am Seattle through and through. I can't can't lie. I'm no. Seattle. Oh, it's, it's my blood. It's oh, my blood, I didn't notice when I put on this hat this it's morning. My blood. I didn't. All right, let's talk about the kickers. <laughs> Brett Maher, <laughs> okay. seemingly for now, has won the kicking competition. Liram Hirelahu waved yesterday prior to practice, and uh, Mike McCarthy talked about it yesterday, Rob, about. They just wanted to trust the numbers. They wanted to go with what they felt like the numbers were telling them in terms of kickoffs, in terms of what he was doing in, in minimal field goal work, but they just felt more comfortable with Maher. Do you feel the same? Pretty small sample size, don't you think? Very I mean, small. unless you're factoring in previous experience, which he does have two almost two full seasons here in the past. So that's why I'm a little confused by it, because if, if that was the case, then you could have signed him in the offseason instead of you know signing Liram. Signing Jonathan Garibay after the draft, they gave those guys a shot. I think to some degree this move had to do with this weird 80 cut, the cut from 85 to 80. It's a, it, it sucks because you, you have one game left and you've got to figure out how to get enough guys on the field to get through the game. Yeah. Well, kicker's not a problem. So you can make that cut and go ahead. So it wouldn't like shock me if Liram, Hirolahu, or another kicker is – on the practice squad sometime next week just to have some insurance there depending on how I mean if Brett Maher continues to kick well and you're right like the kickoffs the leg strength is what Mike mentioned if he continues to kick well he's got the job but if he doesn't they're going to make a change again because they're show they have shown they are definitely willing to do that and figure it out Zaya, I got to ask you, you you've you been in an NFL locker room. Okay. When you have a kicker or kickers that have struggled and you've gone through a year where kicker, kickers have struggled, what are you saying to yourself in the locker room when you know, like, we don't have any faith in this guy offensively. If we get down close, we can't watch from a scheme standpoint. You know, 50-yard field goals become an event, 49, anything in close. Mm. Like, what are you saying to yourself in that locker room when your kicker is – the kicker situation is what it is right now? You know, I've never been on that side. I was spoiled. So all the teams I was on had really good kickers. So I can tell you the flip side of that. The flip side, when you have confidence in a kicker to be able to make those, you know, long kicks is, you know, you just need to get to the 40. Like, in your, in your head, you're like, if we get to the 40, we have points. Automatic. Automatic. And – that sense of security, I could only imagine, is just night and day, right? Versus the other side of it, where you're like, "crap, we got to score a touchdown every single time." Otherwise, you know, we're gonna give these guys great field position because that's what exactly what it is. It's a, it's it's a flip of field position when you miss those those opportunities. Well, Maher is unique though in that if you get it to the forty, you probably feel good about it. <laughs> get it to but the twenty, you in, miss. <laughs> in the past, like that that has been his problem here in yeah. the past. But you know, he did kick well. He did kick well in New Orleans last year, limited. I think he was 16 of 18. Yeah. He I mean, he has more experience than anybody else they've brought in. So if you're if you're judging it off that and the leg strength, then yeah, this is probably the right decision for now. And he was asked that question in the locker room yesterday and his answer basically it was what did you learn since you were last with the Cowboys? And he said I was able to fix some things last year because most of his kicks were within 50 yards. I mean, he didn't have any long attempts for the most part. I think he had one over 50, and it was one of his two misses. Outside of that, he was 16 of 17 last season, and he said he found a way to, to fix some of the problems he had been having to find some more consistency, which, while he was here, was his biggest problem. That was his biggest drawback was he had no consistency. So does that make you feel more comfortable or less comfortable when you come to seeing what Maher could do moving forward? I, I look, I'm going to be honest. I just 
all I can think of in this situation is like a, a, a trying a failed relationship over again. You know, it's like You're running back. I'm running back. You know, <laughs> I mean, before I married my putting, I'm just saying, dude, it's just not. If if you've had a failed relationship, you try to run back. It usually it ends the work, same yeah. way. And obviously, Garibay, we tried, and maybe he was just so bad. And obviously, he was that bad. He didn't even make it out of camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how this is going to end well for us. And that's what makes me nervous at the kicking position. And we knew about this again with the swing tackle. We knew about. We know about it now. Yeah. And we're we're trying to do this whole cycle over again. And I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us. Honestly, I just don't have a lot of confidence in it. Pudding. I've seen it. Pudding. Pudding. Yeah. Okay. I'm pudding. Yeah. Pudding. You need confidence in it. Bill Cosby. Um, do you have confidence in the kicking situation? No. <laughs> Absolutely. We're gonna blow. It I right know. Past that. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. No confidence there. His history shows that he's capable. So I guess there's some security there. Uh, but in terms of where they're at right now, I don't think there's any player on this team that feels confident going at any point. Unless you get all the way down to the 20, I think you might feel secure that you can get a chip shot, hopefully. But other than that, you feel like you have to score every time. Wow. Now, your mentality is we're trying to score every time. But there is a sense of security, like I mentioned, that if we cross this 40, we're good. At least we got three. And that changes Everything in terms of your special teams decisions, you know, do you do you have a hold up? Do you have a actually call a return as Bones Fossil like that? It, yeah. it it changes a lot of different aspects aside from just all right, line it up, kick it. I mean, and, and Isaiah, you know how small that margin of victory is, and that <laughs> chip shot is could be you winning the game by two. I mean, well, NFL they, they, they games. Have, they had some games last year. That exactly. We saw the AFC. One. Yes, the, but the AFC championship game, yeah. how, how pivotal was a, a kicker in that situation? Here we go into a season where we don't know. You have a different swag when you have a heck of a kicker on your roster. Yeah. Like, your swag is different. And McPherson, I mean, for Cincinnati, I, the, since when did you see – at any point, swagger from the Cincinnati Bengals before, I mean, Evan McPherson on that side. I know Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have their own swag, but I'm talking about from a kicking situation. Yeah. That's never But it, it changes the offensive coordinator's play call. It changes your special team's coordinator play call, mm-hmm. right? Think about yeah. if you have a Gavante Turpin back there returning the ball. Okay, guess what? Uh, if we, we have to make sure that we at least hold some kind of good position. Or guess what? We can afford to take some risk. We can afford to take some risk because yeah. we're in boundaries where, we're, you know, we need one or two first downs and we, we can be able to score a touchdown. <clears throat> or on the flip side, Kellen Moore, all of a sudden, he's on the 40-yard line, and, and maybe we should just run the ball. Maybe, maybe we should just run in, just try to work our way down the field and play it safe instead of taking some shots down the field and, and saying, hey, if we get it, we get it. If we Man, don't, we still got three. That's a great point. Yeah, they, I, they they went into camp hoping that Garibay was going to be could be like a Dan Bailey. They really because they liked his makeup yep. and they liked his leg. Like we watched him kick one time in the OTAs, but it was flying off his leg. Yeah. And I I think it, it turned into like a golf swing for him out in Oxnard, where he just he just didn't get comfortable. They're going to keep an eye out. I mean, did you see Zerline won the Jets job? I did see that. So Eddie Pinheiro is apparently getting released. He's he's kicked in the league one year, thirty one of thirty six. Not bad. For his career. I mean, Did we keep Greg the leg in our back pocket like he would come back no. eventually? Did we have I, that hope? I did. I thought I, maybe. I think they did, too. I, I thought maybe he, if he didn't win the job, I mean, there is history here, obviously. But um, yeah. they'll, they'll, he, they'll he keep gone. a short list if this doesn't work. All right, guys. When we come back, let's talk wide receivers. Oh. Is Jalen Tolbert ready for the big lights of the NFL? And how can he get there? When we come back with more right after this. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet. 
unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Mm-hmm. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts like you it, and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Did you try and put the shoulder in there. Shoulder. Like, showed off the shoulder tats. That was such a bro. The, the oh, restroom's yeah, that way. Yeah. So, you see that? what I'm dealing with over oh, here, Robbie? Oh, <laughs> Let me show you my scar. Oh, oh, it hurts so bad. I oh. went through the league and just the pain. Just put me. It was shoulder day today. What was the? It was the year in review special we did and talking to Barry before you were like, man, I did too many push-ups. My shirt's wow. too tight. I'm just, I'm just over here bro. like, wow. Just put me to shame. Mm. Just put me to shame. Wow. Deja Blue is really Just good. Too yeah, many, too many push-ups today. Find someone who loves you as much as I li- Isaiah loves his uh, <laughs> shoulders. All right, Heck, my Harrison, Isaiah, stand back. Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back of Kyle days. Yeomans. Yeah, one of these days. Let's talk about <laughs> oh, Jay. Give me on it now. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert. Had a, had actually had a pretty good practice yesterday. He had a couple drops early, and then toward the later parts of practice, Isaiah, they were really throwing him the football. Felt like they were kind of force-feeding him Absolutely. to get him into some scenarios and some contested catches. What have you seen from him throughout camp and through this preseason that has at least given you an idea of what he could bring starting week one? Not talking about the end of the season, because you would expect a third-round pick to grow as the year goes along, but where do you think he's at entering week one? Keep it real, Zay. I like his routes. Okay. I like his routes. I like his demeanor. Catching the ball consistently hasn't necessarily been his thing mm-hmm. to date from what we've seen. Um, I'm not sure if that's just his brain going too fast, if he's worried about you know other things when, the, when it comes to, at the point of contact. Not really sure, but I'm sure you know, obviously he's going to continue to work on those things. Um, there's been, it's been some times where we've seen you know, as he's going into the zones to make some tough contested catches, that he kind of 
gets deer-eyed a little bit. Um, and I think that's all a part of him just learning the game and learning the speed and the size and, you know, understanding his role in the offense. But as you mentioned yesterday, they're force-feeding him. And that what they were telling him yesterday in practice was, we're going to need you, player. Yeah. Like, so we're going to keep throwing this ball your way, and you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Whatever you need to work through, you're going to work through it because we need you week one. I think that they have a pretty good idea at this point in time what, their, what the availability of their receivers group is going to be at that point in time. And I think they're really going to be depending heavily on T- Jalen Tolbert's contributions. You know, it, it's for me – Seeing him in OTAs, him and Dak <clears throat> work together, I was I was liking it to a trust fall exercise on the goal line. You know, if you throw that ball mm-hmm. to a guy out there on the goal line, he has to be there. The, that slant route, you got to be where yeah. you need to be, or else we've seen Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it, can, it can cancel Christmas. And yeah. Dak continuously came to him. Uh, you saw the same thing in the first yeah. preseason game. Cooper Rush is looking for him. Guys are trying to get him uh, involved. I think the inconsistency for me catching the ball, like you just said, is one of the things that is Started, started to worry me. Mm. Um, he started the game last week. He dropped his first ball, but then he made up for it. He caught a few passes. And I think for a rookie, you know, the, the he's got to be in a sense where the, his nerves are. There, but he hadn't yep. seen anything yet. Wait till he sees AT&T Stadium. <laughs> so it's going to be ra- it's going to be rowdy. It's going to be loud. And there's a lot being made of. Well, maybe he's used to just catching from Dak. You know, and and I don't. I don't buy that either. A quarterback no. guy over here would would, would know. Um, but I think the consistency has to be there for him to kind of quiet those things. Seeing him with CeeDee Lamb, um, I think – the distribution is going to change because the offense, once the ones are out there, the whole rhythm of the game is going to change for him. Uh, And maybe he won't be featured as much as we've seen in some of these preseason games, but he's had plenty of opportunity. And I'm not ready to say that, oh, he's, he's disappointed by any stretch, but I think, you know, those drops are not, you know, those are not a positive sign. I actually, I think he's had a pretty good camp. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think he's had some good practices. I, I, it hasn't translated consistently to the game, like you guys just said. There's been drops. I think he had a false start in the first game. And like to y'all's point, I mean, it seemed like they were trying to force feed him in the Denver game. I mean, it was Cooper Rush to him over and over. And I, seven attempts. Seven, Yeah, seven attempts, seven targets. And I did think he was getting some separation there. He just wasn't finishing plays. I think, yep. base, I think the staff, they just wanted him to settle in. Settle in, and also some of it is is sideline awareness. You know, the stuff that I'm sure he knows, but just it happened in practice. It happened in the game. Just get that extra toe, get you know, in bounds. Um, it's just, confidence, man. Just confidence and settling into your job. Yeah, it's you know? confidence. But but the fact that he's getting open. That's that's the most important thing. You could run a gazillion reps on the jugs and work on your hands. You you know your hands will get better when your confidence gets better. So as soon as he makes a couple plays in a real live NFL regular season game and he hears that crowd roar, all that swag, all that confidence that he had in college is going to come right back to him in the NFL. And if he's not having issues getting releases, if he's not having issues getting open in terms of running his routes, he will be just fine. CD Lamb last year had Eight drops? Nine drops? What was it? One of the two? It was one of those two numbers. At some point last year, that was the conversation. Was is Are the drops something to be concerned about for C.D. Lamb? Last year for Jalen Tolbert at South Alabama, his, his final season in the Sun Belt, he had eight drops. However, he never had more than two in a game. So that's at least somewhat encouraging. One of those games was against Tennessee, so SEC competition. He had seven receptions, 143 yards, and a touchdown. That was the game that Jerry Jones said, Jalen Tolbert caught my eye. He still had two drops in that game. He tied his season high in terms of drops. So 
with a team that led the league in that category last year in terms of wide receivers dropping passes, does it worry you that their rookie wide receiver now is dropping passes? Well, it's the same thing with the offensive line, leading the league in penalties, and we come right back with we draft a guy that led college football in penalties. And so yeah. it, it's maybe it's something that they're not worried about. They think we get him in here, we can cure it. Um, but, man, for me, even with all this talk about Jalen Tolbert and there's a, a, a sufficient amount of pressure on him, it's on C.D. Lamb. Let's just keep it real. Yeah. There is all of the pressure is going to be on him. And I think as C.D. Lamb goes, Jalen Tolbert will as well. And we're not talking about Michael Gallup because we don't know how he's going to return. Um, and to be honest with you, after that first week, we all may be saying, damn it, we should have did something in the offseason to get a, get a wide receiver in here. Uh, There's because, a lot of people that are already saying Well, I, I mean – and rightfully so. But if C.D. Lamb can't deliver, then I think Jaylen, the pressure is going to definitely mount up for, for Jalen Tolbert. Do you think C.D. Lamb will, will deliver? <sighs> yes, uh, because I think he has to. I think he'll deliver. Hes- there was some hesitation there. Well, I mean, the hesitation is I hadn't seen it. Uh, and yeah. and I'm, so I hadn't hopeful. seen him as a one. You're and, hopeful. And that's not a strategy. I think everybody's hopeful. You know, it's, that's not a strategy. But I, I feel as though at a certain point you have to take the training wheels off and allow a guy that you, you've drafted as high as he is and the number you've given, the lineage that comes with it, you have to give him an opportunity to be that. And so he gets the opportunity. Now, if he exceeds expectations, he had a 1,000-yard thousand year last year. You want to best that um, now as the number one, but who's going to be the other guy with him until Michael Gallup gets back is I, the bigger question. I totally agree. If you draft a guy in the first round, he's eventually going to be – he needs to be projected as your number one guy at some point. So I, I totally agree with that. Uh, I think there's pressure on Noah Brown, actually. I think because he's he's the longest tenured guy in this receiving core. Six years, I know he hadn't played that much in the receiving rotation, but he's showing he's capable of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's having a hell of a camp. Oh. And so I think there's – I don't know if it's pressure. They need him to step in, though, and be the second option. Yep. When this season starts, because you're not you're not going to have Michael Gallup week one, you're not going to have James Washington week one. Jalen Tolbert needs to be kind of that slot third option guy. Work in your running game, work in Tony Pollard, and and have Noah Brown step into a, a role and do something he hasn't done in his career so far. They need that from their most veteran guy at that position. Who will be your leading receiver on this team? Receptions, not even just receiver. The leading person with the most receptions on this team. Talking about through the year, through the year, CD Lamb. Easy. I, I think Are you going to say Dalton Schultz? I think so. I think yeah. Schultz is getting 1,000 yards. Mm. I think it'll still be CD. I think CD's going to have a monster year. And I'm also, by the way, they just because I... will. They just both will put up numbers. Yeah, just I mean, because I had the stirring of yeah, the pot on the question, <laughs> just to throw it out there, I'm not worried about Jalen Tolbert yeah, either. Yeah. I think he's going <clears> to <throat> figure it out. I think yeah. he's... he's it's a rookie like a camp for a guy from the Sun Belt. Yeah, he's There's good. an adjustment period. He's good, man. Devil's advocate here, P. Okay. Here's... It's his turn to start. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Noah Brown. Back. Noah Brown. Have you seen him do it? In I practice. mean, you've, you've seen him sample size practice. You know, he's made. You know, I take it back to the games too. Last year in the games, he did. He he has shown flashes. Yeah, flashes. When called upon. When not, called upon. Not to the level of like a Cedric Wilson. He's got to separate. But he's been part of the. But he he looks. He does look different. And I'm. I always say don't judge too much off of these training camp practices, but he does look like a different player. Yeah. Isaiah, I mean, he looks he his looks confidence, leaner, His quicker. confidence is substantially different yeah. than what we've seen in the past. He's been he's been looked upon as a special teams guru, and now you see him walking around like, hey, I'm, I'm second man up in terms of receiver right now. Yeah. 
I said, what's happening with you, man? What you talking about? You hmm? see, this all this media rising. You, I can see because you know you're the main guy. Who will say, hey, you know, it's different when you're the second and third guy, oh, and, yeah, you, no, no, and you no, got that is. two, you got that two guy over there. They're hey. scheming for you now. Hey, now no, they, fact, <laughs> hey, no, listen, and you're absolutely correct. But from what we've seen, he's not a guy out there trying to gas himself up to be a number two. Like he's really approaching practice, like. I'm the number two option behind CD. Mm-hmm. Not even Schultz. I'm like I'm the I'm the second guy that needs to get the rock. And he's carrying himself like that. He's running his routes like that. You seen him? I don't know if you saw him yesterday when they try to jam him up yeah. at the line of scrimmage. He looked at them like the disrespect. How dare you try to come jam me up? You know what I'm saying? Like you like you're not on my level. Like the way he's carrying himself, I can see his swag is different, and that's what I'm excited about. Damn. Special teams, he's gonna do that. That's easy for him. But the way he's carrying himself as a receiver in this, it appears. Hoping it appears as if he's the leader in that room. Yeah, I mean we're we're jumping cake here, but yeah. but 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 I'm just saying like it does look different, and I'm very I'm fascinated to see kind of if it carries if it translates yep, to week one, week two, week three. I yeah. really am because it could very easily go back to what we had seen previously. It's easy to be a training camp standout and then to disappear again whenever the bright lights are on. So I I'm I'm more. Confident in CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Tolbert and Dalton Schultz to throw mm-hmm. his name into the mix too as receivers right now than I am with Noah Brown, Simi Fajoko, and the guys after that. I think Noah Brown's gonna be okay. Oh <laughs> I'm not sold yet. I'm not. Give me give me to week five and I'll tell you I'll tell you what I think about Noah Brown. Oh, I wish we had more time on this yeah. show. Sorry. Feed oh, me Stephen A. A little longer we know. have a little longer? Sure. Well, Who's Chris, your number Chris. seven receiver? Huh? Who's your number seven receiver? Why are we talking about? Why are we taking extra time to because, talk about the number because, seven because receiver? Because he wants to go into Simi Fajoko and Dennis and, Houston and yeah and Dennis Houston because this, it's already the torpedo is already well, got the six. I've got like sixty three guys make, on the team. I think they both make it. I think Malik Davis makes it. Mm. Give me Hendershot. Whoa, give me Champlin. Give me give me six tight ends. Rob, give me six running backs. <laughs> Rob Phillips has zero people on defense. <laughs> he's cooking the books. See, he's that's what I'm saying. They count as Rob Phillips is no longer a candidate for the general manager position for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Rob forgot how the NFL roster structure works. He should All be right. in LA with the Rams. I'll make a promise to you, Isaiah. I'll make a promise. What you got? On Monday. Oh, we're gonna know by Monday. We're gonna talk. Well, they're gonna. I mean, we're gonna talk. We we'll probably know. We when's know the dates? When's the dates? Tuesday is when they got to do all of it. But they start making cuts Saturday. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Friday, Cowboys Seahawks, seven p.m. Central Time on CBS eleven and the Dallas Cowboys TV Network and Radio Network. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next time with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!